Liesel, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I love Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. How can you not? They're pretty legit. It's a great business, and it's even greater people. So local people running that business, doing great things, and and it's the home for enlightened style shades enlightened style shades i just like saying that and it does sound it sounds sounds kind of big time it does sounds very big time and look they've got they don't just do shades like almost all of your interior decorating needs they're there they can help you get them i even have pillows i have pillows on my couch from budget blinds hmm. i didn't know you had pillows yeah Throw That's pillows. amazing. I know. And who doesn't love throw pillows? Everybody loves really. throw pillows. And supporting a local business that gives back to the community is always a win. Always a win. So when you're ready to make your home the best home it can be, go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Liesl and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker. I'm already messing up the intro. Today. Wow, we're really starting off strong here, aren't we, Nick it's Parker? It's Friday, folks. We're it recording is Friday. For Wednesday, but it's Friday. I'm your host, Nick Parker. Back with me as she is each and every week, it's Liesl Hayes. Hello, Lee Summit. It's good to chat with you again on this Wednesday. Are we chatting with people now? We are chatting we with people. That's lines. a thing that we do, yes. <laughs> I feel like a bad morning radio show now. This, we're just off the rails. Uh, back with us, Dr. David Buck, superintendent of Lee Summit R7 Schools. Thanks for having me. I have a lot of questions, but I've been told I can't ask you these. So we'll move on <laughs> to something else. Also, Dr. Steve Shelton, the associate superintendent of operations. Thank you for having me. That is a uh, powerful and technical sounding title. Uh, well, you know, it's a wonderful title. <laughs> and uh, it's wonderful to be in the school district. And uh, there's a lot of great things going on around. And I'm very happy to support in my role. Well, today you guys are here because I want you to do really something important. Explain to us the tax levy question that is on our ballot coming up in April. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna start with the very simple. I think it's important to start here, Doctor Buck. Let's just start here. The difference between a levy and a bond. I always think that I always <laughs> like to start with. Let's, you know, which buckets pay for what so the people know where we're starting from. So a levy goes to support the operating functions, whereas a debt service uh, levy goes to borrow funds to build a building or buy big, big things that are very expensive. So in, in general, your your bond issues are going out to procure debt to pay for a new East Trails Middle School or rehab at Mason Elementary. A operating levy goes for general operations. I think that's good. We're gonna, you're going to build something with a bond. You're going to pay people with the levy. Correct. In fact, out of our operating budget, 84.7% of our budget is people, salaries and benefits. That's always, I think in any business, it's always good to remember that, that the majority is to pay for the people. Correct. And we, we're in the people helping people business. So it makes sense that the vast majority of what we pay for is people, salaries and benefits. And that 84.7% is higher than the other big six. So if you think of the districts above 10,000, some of them are in the 70% range, uh, but nobody is as high as we are at 84.7% of our budget going to salary and benefits. Well, let's, let's just start then real quickly. What is this question? What are we asking people to approve? You bet. It's a, it's a transfer, if you will. Um, the technical terms, because lawyers like to get involved, you know. And you notice I didn't invite them on the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, so, and they got to meet law. So the technical term is you're raising the operating levy 20 cents with the intent to lower the debt service by 20 cents. So overall, the tax rate will not be impacted. 
Um, so it'll be the same tax rate. So your tax bill, if it's going up this year because you bought a new bass boat before January 1st, it's going to go up regardless if it's passed or not the same amount. So what are you intending to move money for? 100% for salary and benefits. So if this question really started last spring and started engaging the Board of Education. Our salary schedules um, have been flat since 2019. There's been nothing added to the base. And if I go back to, say, 2017 or 18, we were number one in the metro back then for starting teacher pay. And now we're number seven. And we know that there's other districts passing us for next year already. Hickman Mills went to the voters last August and it had a very large tax rate increase of $1.35. Uh, that's maybe the biggest I've ever heard of. And so they're going to go up to 46500 starting pay next year. Center is going to 44000 and when we looked at different ways that we could try to generate, we have to do something significantly different to, to generate the funds to do something significantly different. Uh, one would be what Hickman Mills did. We didn't think there was the right time here. It's high inflation time. We're all feeling it. I like to tease that my, my 10-year-old likes to bake muffins, and her box of muffin mix used to cost two ninety eight. Now it costs over $5. We make a few less muffins in our house. <laughs> so it's not the right time to ask for a tax rate increase, we felt. Um, another way is Prop C uh, is a sales tax, and we don't have a full waiver. So out of 518 public school districts, there's 19 of us that have to turn away funds because of that. Blue Springs is one of those 19 as well. Um, so we, we could have done that and there, or this transfer piece. So the Board of Education asked me to go and talk to three groups and get their feedback. Business Roundtable, Citizens Advisory Committee, and Team Lee Summit, which is an internal group. I also did 47 speaking engagements across the district and get their feedback and input. It was unanimous from those three that I was charged to, they wanted to go to the transfer. This is what Belton's done, Raypack, Blue Springs, Fort Osage, North Kansas City, and the city of Lee Summit did this in the fall of 21. Um, so it has no impact on the tax rate. It just simply moves funds from one bucket to another bucket. Why is it, I, I guess, why is the competition between school districts, you know, to either hire new teachers or to bring over teachers from other districts. Why is it like that now? So I think there's multiple things there. So I don't, this is for all staff. And if you think about um, some of our support staff, we're no longer just competing against other districts for those jobs. Target, McDonald's, they've really raised their rates. And so in, in respect, some respects, we might be in the top third in some of those positions like paraprofessionals. But they also could go work at Target and make really good money. So we're competing against non-school employers as well for those. So that that's a big piece of it. Um, you know, do you have to be number one in everything? Probably not, but you have to be somewhat close because if it's a ten thousand dollar difference, you'll notice that in your paycheck if you go to another school district, do the same job, and get ten thousand dollars more. So tell us what the impact is then as you think about, you know, all the employees across the school district, what has been the impact for you all, you know, us not being closer to, to average in some of the other school districts? So we're definitely in competition for all those positions, correct? We do have some of our support roles. We can't fill them all right now. Mm -hmm. We have some nighttime custodial openings. We have some food service openings. We have some paraprofessional openings. And then we're also seeing our pool in other positions shrink. So we not have as, as large of a choice. But to be honest with you, the biggest part is we want to retain our quality staff. When I look at the last 10 years, we, get, we take more teachers from other districts than we ever lose to them. In fact, the mass, vast majority of teachers that leave us, they're retiring. We want to keep it that way. We want them to stay here and play here and work here until, they're, until they decide to retire. Because out of 2,973 employees, we have a lot of employees, 2,973 largest employer in the community, 65% live in our district. They work and play here. 
And so we want to keep them here um, and not lose them to other districts. You talk about the pool shrinking uh, for, for some of those positions. I, I feel like I've heard this district, other districts say like paraprofessionals is one of the hardest things to, to do. Why? I, I guess kind of what are the things making that happen where it's just harder to fill those positions? Dr. Shelton, you can jump in. I've, I've been doing all the talking. I can no, jump in. No, you, you do a great job, obviously. Um, so as he, as Dr. Buck has, has mentioned, it, it is tough to fill those positions. One, uh, because there are there is such a great competition out there in other fields, not just in education, but uh, in, in other industries. Uh, two, the, 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 the credentialing needed for um, a lot of our positions. Um, uh, you know, it, it takes time. It takes money to get those things. And, you know, there are so many careers out there now that you can, um, you can pursue that don't require those credentials. One of the toughest positions we have to fill is, is our, our bus driver positions. Um, in to, or to get your CDL, it takes 45 hours to train and go through that process. Um, and once you get that CDL, you're very marketable, not just in the, in, as a school bus driver, but you can uh, take that skill, take that, uh, that talent and uh, drive a trash truck or drive for another, another company that needs uh, CDL drivers. And those positions typically pay quite a bit more. And I'll add, so the state of Missouri is, what is it, 2.6% unemployment rate? It's really low. Uh, I was talking to one of our local businesses who, who does flooring just the other day, and, and he was saying, hey, the limiting factor for getting jobs, you know, it's going gangbusters for him, but do they ha- does he have enough truck drivers to get the product to the site so they can do the job? Right. So we're all competing for limited resources because we have such a low unemployment rate right now. When, when something good is, makes it hard, that's, <laughs> it's tough to complain. It's wonderful, and but it's also got challenges, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you brought up. I, 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 I always wanted to ask this question. And I'm curious about this. You, we always use uh, starting salary as an example of where we stand. We're comparing against. Do we? How do we look when you're talking about uh, active teachers? So if you look towards the end of our schedule, um, we're either number one or two, depending on what spot you pick uh, in the metro area this year. That will not be the case next year. When when Hickman Mills adds the giant piece to the to their base, and they're doing it for other positions too, they're taking forty percent of their general their revenue they generated, and for other positions other than teachers. But that trickles down through, and they will be ahead of us, say at step eighteen. Um, so that's that's an important piece to remember. What happens when you add money to the base? That trickles down through the whole schedule. So we're lucky in that we have multipliers in there. So if a teacher is on say step eighteen. For every step, one to two, two to three, there's a multiplier. So it's not just if you add X dollars here, it means X dollars here. It's X dollars plus. It might be almost double what it is at the beginning because there's these multipliers come down. So it does reward veteran teachers because we want to keep our veteran teachers. Um, we have we average over 16 years of experience with our teaching staff. Um, we have a very veteran staff. We have about 80% of them have a master's. We're a very well-educated staff. And I, and I think we have some of the best teachers in the entire state of Missouri. In fact, I know it's kind of a gimmick site, but site. But if you go to Niche, we have the number two best teachers group in the state out of 518 public school districts. And what's that site? Niche. It's a little, you know, it's a little <laughs> tricky. They they give you these ratings, and they do come to you and then say, 
do you want to pay us to help you keep these ratings? And I always say, no, but thanks for the good ratings. We appreciate that for sure. But, you know, one of the things that that I really appreciate about the Lee Summit School District is, like you said, we really are a first-rate school district, and you all are a part Mm -hmm. of that. The staff is a part of that. So we talk about, you know, retaining our teachers and our staff a lot of the times as it relates to salary. But I also know there are there are other things that make you all competitive um, in comparison to other school districts. And we would love to hear what some of those are. So we are definitely a destination district. We have a wonderful school, uh, very supportive communities. Um, I've given 70 of these talks now. And it's amazing how supportive parents and community members are for our district. We have the best benefit package uh, for any uh, district in the entire metro, bar none. Um, Now, when you're 20s, though, you don't think about your benefits. It's not until you get gray hair in your 50s like me, right, that you start thinking, oh, I I need my health insurance to be really good. Uh, So that's not necessarily a recruitment, but it is a retention piece. Um, And and we also have a a group we call Teamly Summit, and Dr. Shelton's on Teamly Summit. Mm -hmm. And, And it's a group of individuals from all different job types that come together, and they work on not only salary packages, but also work-life conditions and, 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 and talk about different things we can do to help improve our district. And so that wonderful part of Teamly Summit is that collaborative environment we have. And one, one element of any, any uh, workplace is the culture and the climate. You know, do, do our staff um, listen to? You know, do we reach out to them and proactively ask them how things are going? What can we do to improve? get that feedback and actually do something with that feedback. And each and every, each and every year we uh, have multiple surveys in which we reach out to our, um, our employees to find out how things are going, what we can do for them and what we can do better to help support them as they do our work. Uh, another aspect um, uh, beyond the, the benefits that we've talked about, we have a wellness program. And that wellness program is recognized as one of the best in the Kansas City area and one of the best in, in the Midwest. Uh, and it's an on-site clinic where employees can go for free, a little cost, to be seen by a medical provider, uh, get uh, get medication. Uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity, and uh, looking to expand those opportunities to support our support our staff. Does that cover uh, both both kind of the physical and the mental wellness? And as, as so as I'm glad you brought that up, you know, we recently, I mentioned surveys, we recently surveyed our staff and we asked them, you know, how would you like uh, for us to expand uh, the services that we offer at the clinic, and one of the one of the some of the feedback we received is yes, can we can we provide physical therapy there? Can we provide mental health services in the clinic? And uh, so we're taking that feedback and looking at those opportunities. Well, I, I bring that up because I think uh, this is going to come as total surprise to you. You know, the, we experienced some trauma over the last few years. <laughs> we did. <laughs> that things things were weird and hard. <laughs> Uh, but I think too, if you, t- it seems like when you talk to teachers, when you talk to people in school districts, what, whatever their position on the on the faculty and staff are, that that just things seem to be a little harder. There seems to be a little more that they're they're dealing with. And so I wondered what that mm-hmm. was. I, I guess from your level, as you look at it, and what can we provide for for our for our people? Yes, and so Team Lee Summit, not only are they going to give a salary recommendation, but they have some other recommendations and other things that they're going to ask us to look at. And so that's that's all part of the process, and we're very grateful for the amount of time they spend hundreds and hundreds of hours um, going over. I think we had 75% of our staff or so filled out a, a, a giant survey, and, and they're going through the, that data and trying to f- isolate things that they want us to focus on. Is that new for – I mean, you've been administrator for a long time. You've, you've, you've been a superintendent before. Is that something new that people at your level are thinking about it, or is it just that as a society we talk about it more? 
I think it's a society we talk about it more and also think staff bring it up more. So the process of collaboration has always been there. Uh, but I think the mental health piece and, and, and other needs are starting to be um, bubbled to the top because the need's greater right now. You're 100% correct. In fact, I think, uh, and it's been a little bit since I saw it, but Department of Health um, out of the state of Missouri gives us feedback or data over the last five years of, you know, how many students have this disability or that illness or whatever it might be. And most of your stats over five years look the same because we're, you know, fairly same size district. Mental health uh, markers, though, have increased five times over the last five years. Wow. So the, it, the need is, is greater, and part of it is awareness. Part of it is it's okay to talk about it now. Um, so I, I think five years ago, probably the need was higher than it probably reported out. But uh, and, and with that, that's why with students, we're, you know, we're, every semester we're adding five to seven um, schools to, to a school-based uh, therapy program through Burl out of Springfield, Missouri. And we're actually getting ready to look for a second provider to make sure we have coverage. Um, so that way, if families want, because it's hard to get in to see somebody, it might be a six-month waiting period. We already have somebody in-house. They can say, yes, we want to use this person. And, and so guardians have to sign off on it, and and, uh, and it can happen right at school. They don't have to miss as much school. Parents don't have to miss work. So it, it, it it's a benefit to offer our families and our kids. And and to follow up on that, you know, we educate the whole student, and we employ the uh, the whole person, the whole, whole staff member. And so, uh, you know, as we seek to educate our students holistically, we also uh, seek to support our staff holistically. Is that a, is that a kind of a hard, I guess, balance or, or line to walk? Is I mean, obviously, you know, we're children first, right? We're the, we are educating the youth of our, our, our community, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta take care of. Would you say two thousand nine hundred thirty people? Seventy three employees. Two thousand nine hundred seventy three. <laughs> I was close. You were very close. I, I didn't do well in math in school, Doctor Buck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, we got some classes. You can come join us. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. <laughs> but I mean, is that is that a hard thing to, I guess, not only remind yourself but remind others that 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 you have to take care of of both. Groups or no, all groups I don't think so. You're, we're in the people helping people business, so it's, it actually comes very easy to us um, because we're, we're a learning institution and, and and we're focused on growth and and that includes our staff. Uh, you, you mentioned I'm going to go back to this a little bit because you mentioned earlier about the uh, competitiveness that that we want to attract people, we want to keep our, our our good people that we that we have here. So what are other than other than money, like, like we all want good salaries, right? We all want that and the benefits. You've talked about some of those benefits. But what are some of the things that you're you're pitching that make LSR 7 the place to be so that you can keep people? You bet. So I think one of the big things is we're probably the most innovative school district in the state of Missouri, um, which is fantastic for, you know, I'm a parent of three kids in the district. They have more opportunities than any they would in any other district. But it also is fantastic for our staff because they get to innovate. They get to sink their teeth in unique ways. They get to partner with businesses. We have 260 businesses that partner with us right now. That's that's incredible. I don't I don't know any other school district that has that. So there's opportunities to not just um, do Groundhog Day and repeat the same thing every year. Year uh, we're innovating and, and growing. Um, so it's it's a wonderful environment. We have great professional development. We're very much uh, collective efficacy moving forward together. Um, like I said, we have great benefit packages. We're making sure we have uh, state-of-the-art facilities. Mason Elementary is a 1940s building, but you walk into it after that that bond issue, and it's a state-of-the-art, beautiful building. Um, so we, we try to provide what we need to provide so learning can happen at a high quality. Yeah, you brought it up, so now I have to ask. Where are we at on the bond issues? 
We're doing very well in the bond issue. So the you know the biggest thing, obviously, is at least something in high school. It's still slated to be done in August, and so we're we're hoping for that. The Tiger Head is down off of Highway 50. You've seen that, so it's uh it's stored right now. By the way, it's 10 foot by 10 foot and weighed 700 pounds. Oh wow, <laughs> it was much bigger than I thought. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, the front of the front face of that building then is coming you off. You did not personally lift it off. I personally did not. No. Okay. Uh, the front face of the building's coming off, and and I think two weeks. I think is what the original plan was so soon the front face will come off uh, and that'll be a big difference the spine connecting um, a building to b building if you will is is physically there and now they're doing the work to finish it off and so eventually you'll be able to park on uh, the west side of the school walk under that spine to the football stadium so increased parking goes through there um, the other big thing going on right now is that all three high schools have a uh, a geo construction, geometry and construction building that also have robotics in it. So that's probably the other biggest piece still going on wow. in the bond issue. But we look to be completely done. And oh, Miller Park is the third one that's really active right now. Um, so Miller Park has a new building being built um, and having an elevator this summer, then have an elevator put in the old original building um, and then rehabbing the, the house that, that was, once was the great program. Um, or the flight program, the great program will take over. So those are the three big ones, but we seem to be done soon. And Paradise Park. And then, of course, yeah, thank you. Yes. Paradise Park is definitely uh, going crazy over there, mm -hmm. and it's also slated to be done by August. Um, the inside part is, is going incredibly well. Um, so we're pretty excited about our preschool opening up next year at Paradise Park. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear kind of what the final, all the big big things are there that are, that are going in there, what, you, what you're doing with them. What a... That's innovation, right? That's the thing you were talking about about being innovative. Yes, and we've had a lot of that property. Yes, and we've had a lot of thought partners come over because it is a value added. Um, so we're going to have an environmental science and maybe even have FFA, which we haven't had since 1978 in our district. Oh, and wow. I have people come to me asking about it on a regular basis. Um, uh, really, be like an urban forestry FFA program. Um, and then uh, we're also going to have a hospitality program, which we have not had. I think we had one year with three kids years ago, um, but very uh, excited about what they're going to do. And that group will also run the outdoor amenities every once in a while. So you'll have opportunities to do batting cages, go-karts, and putt-putt golf. And then all of our students in the elementary uh, ages, so grades K through 5, at some point, at least once a year, will have a field trip to Paradise Park where they work on a culminating science project on site. And so we're very excited. So you're talking about 7,000 elementary kids will spend time there. So about 20 days every month when it's warm. How cool is that? It'll be incredible. No, again, another thing that no other district will have. I want, I want to highlight something else that Dr. Buck, uh, I believe, has brought to the district. And, and, and I'll let you fill in the blanks. But uh, we have, a, 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 I'll say, a cart or a wagon that goes around the elementary buildings, and they maybe build... Uh, birdhouses and get tools in their hands and I'll let yep. you let so you let's kick it. it off here pretty quick um, so it's called I think we're calling it a we build is what the name we decided to stick to so our high schools are helping supply the pre-made um, kits if you will and the idea is to you know when I was a kid I had tools in my hand most kids they have their house doesn't have very many tools um, you know you, you you don't have uh, the opportunity to get your hands on things so well, how are you going to know if that's what you want to do with your life? And I asked my kid to use a tape measure the other day. There you go. How did it go? How did it, it go? Did not go well. So we're going to have, this is going to go to every one of our elementaries with projects that kids can use tools and assemble something. And so I think we're going to start with birdhouses the first year, but they'll assemble things. And that way they can see, do I love working with my hands with materials um, and, and a building kind of capacity to trigger them when I go to middle school, when we start exploring different fields, they know which classes they want to take. Um, so just trying to, trying to get the kids exposure so they can find out 
what they like to do. I like it, and you and I have talked about this a little bit before when you've been on when you've been on in the past. But I like that we're doing more hands-on type classes too, like exposing to those things that aren't just the the core academic. You know, I, I feel like we didn't push trades for fifty years. So or long, and I mean, right. the message that you and I always got was go to college. That's your only option, right? And I think it's been great to see you know, Lee Summit School District and, you know, districts nationwide really start to understand that there are so many different avenues for children to have careers in, you know, as they get to that point in life. And so I think that's incredible that you all are invested in that. For Agree sure. 100%. Uh, don't get me wrong. When I go to the dentist, I hope they went to college. <laughs> so, that's fair. So, that's but fair. I want kids to find out what career they want to have and let's help support them. So uh, at some point, maybe we'll talk about a registered youth apprenticeship we're doing. Um, the, you know, we started off at JCI and it's been fantastic where kids are actually releasing from the day, going to work, getting paid, going towards a certification and then getting hired. But they're getting high school credit at the same time they're going to work and learning a trade. Um, so we, we want to continue to expand different programs like that. We're having client connected projects and sometimes we can create them. So, for example, we're not we're not going to do this just yet, uh, but we had students at both Lee Summit North and Lee Summit West redesigned a putt putt golf at Paradise Park, and Lee Summit North. So it was art kids at, at West and North, but the kids in art classes at North, they said, "Hey, you know what? We can bring our engineering friends in." So they brought engineering classes in, and they co collaborated on how to design uh, each hole to be an environmental theme because you know the, it's an environmental uh, theme area there. We're going to do with the outside. And it was, they pitched it and it was amazing. They learned so much. Plus they're learning how to collaborate on a work project. So that's, that's. And they're initiating it. Exactly. It's, it was so good. And it takes, you know, it takes an innovative staff. We're talking about being innovative as a district, but it takes innovative staff to, to lead these programs. And there's uh, research and a gentleman wrote a book called Dan, his name's Daniel Pink. And he wrote a book named drive uh, called drive. And such made, a good book, such a good book. Such and it, ta good it talks book. about purpose. You know, what motivates people, what's motivate, motivating to our staff, whether it's bus driver or uh, administrative assistant or teacher, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to have purpose, to be innovative, uh, to be an expert in your field. And, you know, as we talk about our staff and what we're doing to attract and retain that staff, giving them that opportunity to to really dig into these ways to be innovative, to let them be creative, giving them license to, to run with an idea. Uh, because they see it. They see excitement. They get excited and our kids get excited. And they, they really have a wonderful experience. I bet you, those as engineering and art teachers, I bet you didn't see them stand taller than mm. any other moment. Exactly. And, and, you know, I, I remember our engineering kids at STA, they work with the city and pitch a project to the city council every year. And I remember sitting there last year and one of the kids afterwards, they were asking all the kids, what are you going to do? One kid's like, I'm going to Colorado to be a theater student. And they're like, but you're in engineering class. He goes, and I learned so much from this. It's going to help me out. So sometimes also learning what you don't like and do, but you're still going to learn how to prepare for your next field. So that's, it, it's incredibly valuable. And, you know, and, and the research is clear. The most important relationship in the educational experience is that relationship between the teacher and the student. And so once again, attracting, retaining quality staff to put in front of our students is vitally important to the experience, uh, the experience that they have. And, you know, Dr. Buck, I, I love it when you tell a story about our aviation program and, you know, we've, we had um, the, the national director uh, of the FAA come and, uh, and just rant and rave, but that all starts because somebody had not had an idea and, you know, maybe you'd like to tell that story, but. So yeah, the summer before last FFA administrator Dixon. So he runs the entire nation's FAA used to be vice president of Delta. If I remember right, 
um, came and he ended up staying for a couple hours longer than he planned on it because he was going to Knob Nostra and to, and to us. And he stayed a long time because he was just enthralled. And so at the end, I said, listen, we have a, if you think of the Cisco Systems um, network program we do over there, there's 2,000 programs in the nation. We're one of the top five. Um, our, our, our project lead the way we have over there is considered a national model and they do training there. So I said, what do we need to do to have our aviation program be one of the top in the nation? He goes, you already are just by opening the door, doing what you're doing. Cause nobody else is doing what you're doing. So we want to keep doing that. And, and it, we're not done with that. So just that program, we're talking about working with the city to be on site on the airport. Um, just earlier this week, I was talking to a university who was talking about donating a plane to us. I mean, so you're always, you know, we talked to the uh, workforce development out of the state and they paid for $180,000 flight simulator that when you're in it, it literally tilts you and moves. Wow. It's, we're, it's in, but there's a part missing because of <laughs> supply chain. So we can't get in it just yet. Um, if you, you want know. to give a tour to exactly. a, to a exactly. podcast host. Um. So, so we're, we're, able, we're able to provide some things because of our innovation spirit, our innovative spirit, and then connecting with the world outside. So those 260 business partners are just so valuable. So What's valuable. the student response been to that program? Oh, they love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. It, we had a board right. work session on it, gosh, maybe two months ago, and we had some kids from that program come speak to it right. and, and did a fantastic I job. would imagine, just because the, the little kid in me, and, and I will admit I'm biased. My grandfather was CWA for 50 years, so we grew up around airplanes, but... But, like, I would imagine a kid, you've got aviation, like, just people would jump over that opportunity. Yes, and so they're walking out with drone pilot. And, uh, and we've had kids have their pilot certification, uh, like, you know, come out of that. But it's not just that part of it. We're, every side of the cockpit, right. we're, we have seven different branches we're branching out into. So avionics is really, really interested in what we do because um, that's an emerging field that needs people. And it, Kansas City Metro is a very big spot for avionics. So... Um, so they, they partner with us quite a bit. It takes innovative, high-quality staff to run those programs, and that's what we're trying to do through the debt, debt, <laughs> debt service levy transfer. It's not an easy, it, well, yeah, it's yes, not yeah, easy yes. to put those words together. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, to, to, uh, to move this levy into the operating so we can uh, recruit and uh, retract and, and retain uh, this high-quality staff that we yeah. have here in our district. I mean, and we come full circle, really. So here's my question, because I want to get a little bit more information on what do you all love most about living in Lee Summit, working oh, in Lee Summit? The people. It's it's an amazing place. Uh, the innovation, the kindness. Um, I felt at home immediately. The people is definitely the, the case. And as a parent, I, got, I have an elementary kid, a middle school kid, and a high school kid. People are just wonderful. High quality education. But re wonderful relationships, and they truly care about your kids. You know, our district is a reflection of our community, and we have an innovative community. Our our community is alive. It's active. It's full of energy. It's going places. It's it wants to uh, appreciate the the history we've had. We we want to take take the opportunity of the moment that we have in front of us. But we are a forward looking community, and we're a forward looking district. And I love that uh, that marriage that exists between the community and the school district. And if I can brag, so brag on the district, but also brag on our parents and our kids. So if you look at national metrics of what's happened pre and post pandemic, so there's a national test called the NAEP, 2019 to 22, every score dropped. Math, ELA, elementary, and middle school. They don't do it in high school. That's because we were teaching our kids, right. just so you know. <laughs> Lee Summit, I'm going to take the blame for that, Dr. Bob. Me too. <laughs> no, here's the thing. At Lee Summit, our math scores went up. 
our ELA scores went up, <laughs> our science scores went up. Oh, then I'm taking credit. I wish I could <laughs> say social studies did, but they didn't have a test that year because they were creating a new test. So I don't have a metric for 2019. Our ACT scores have gone up. Our graduation's gone up over the pandemic. And that's because our folks work hard. They were innovative when we had challenges of being in person in 2021, and they wrapped their arms around the needs afterwards. And so I cannot brag about our staff, our students, and our parents enough. I I like that you have found that and that you're saying that publicly because, look, there were, there were no right answers during those two years. Uh, it was all hard. And so I think it's good. Let's let's talk about those wins that happened during this. You bet. Years. And to quote the aviation kind of field, right? We were building the plane where we're flying it, and there's no doubt about it, the whole world was. <laughs> um, but I could not be more proud of how our our communities handled it. That was fantastic. Well, as we wrap things up, I want to make sure is the is there anything we didn't ask about this levy question that maybe you guys are hearing that people are confused about, or or information that we want to make sure gets out there. So after speaking 70-ish times on this, um, to be honest with you, I don't get the same question over and over and over. People are very supportive of it. The one myth I hear is, well, isn't our taxes higher than everybody else? They are not. Um, we have one of the lowest tax rates in the metro, uh, lowest tax rates in Jefferson or Jefferson, Jackson County. Uh, and if I look at the big six, that's the district's big, bigger than 10,000, we have the lowest tax rate. Um, so if you think about Liberty and Blue Springs and Independence and so on, they all have a higher tax rate. Um, so it, it, we, we are not asking to raise taxes. Um, we're asking to transfer tra- taxes from debt service to operating levy so we can use it for salary and benefits. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Buck, Dr. Shelton, thank you both so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Pleasure as always. Thank you. That will wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.